0: Hello?
1: Yeah, man. So, leaving, you know, starting where you left off, you were talking about the Houston. You said once you beat them once, I mean, Utah. Oh, yeah, but
0: Utah's like, once you beat them once, sweep them the second time, it's not as impressive. So, I'll give them that one series against Utah, being like a really impressive series. But other than that, I had to go with LeBron.
1: My biggest thing, and maybe I underestimate how good, I think Colin Long was great. As great as John Stockton was, again, he wasn't, like, you don't – when people think about greatest point guards of all time, they're not thinking about John Stockton, even though he's the all-time assist leader. I
0: think – Well, it's only because he didn't win the championship. That –
1: part of that, too, but I think –
0: No, no, that is the reason. But here's the thing.
1: I think Chris Paul would be remembered as one of – a better point guard than John Stockton. I think, you know, you could –
0: well, yeah, because Stockton didn't win a championship. If neither one of them win championships, but Chris Paul was like a bigger name in the league, like Chris Paul's like the president of the Players Association. Yeah. He's gonna be a bigger he's, name. I think he's now a better, okay. word the comparison my,
1: my, my I think he's a better name because he's a better player, all around player. But go ahead.
0: True, true. But the real comparison would come into play if if a quarterback Donovan McNabb. I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time but he was I mean he's like legit a Hall of Fame level quarterback but if he had won a Super Bowl he'd be like no doubt first ballot in everybody's yeah. mind if he won the right. Super Bowl and that's just because of the way playoffs are set up that's just how Americans view sports that if you don't win a postseason championship you're not that good right. Like, just imagine if Peyton Manning never won a Super Bowl which, which almost happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> Or if Drew Brees never won one. Aaron Rodgers, like if he didn't win that one in 09, what if he never won one? And conversation changes for sure. Yeah, because because people won't – they would not be talking about Rodgers like he's Tom Brady level. He'd just be Peyton Manning before he was Peyton Manning.
1: And, and you know, the reason why the conversation changes? Because if they don't win that championship, they're not game six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Facts. All day. <laughs> so – Um, yeah, that's my argument with the whole Joe and LeBron thing. I know we kind of went off topic with that, but something that you, that is actually a great segue that I wanted to talk about was the new playoff format. That's been kind of floating around because Adam Silver mentioned that that's something that the league has looked at for the past couple of years. Um, and there, you know, there's no voting going on anytime soon, but the conversation has came up again, um, And something I think it would be dope. I'm I'm all for it. I do, however, think I don't want the one that Adam Silver kind of suggested, which would basically leave the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference still intact, but take. Uh, then once you get the two teams, he wouldn't be taking the best record, best sixteen teams. You know what I'm saying? He'll still take eight teams from each from each conference, and then do the seating that way. I don't really like that idea. I think if you're gonna do. The, if you're gonna switch the format, it should be the best teams overall, um the 16 best teams. But I mean, I mean I'm gonna read off the. I took a picture of the uh, the if the playoffs started today with this new format, what the playoffs will look like, and you tell me what you think about the different matchups. So Darn. one one in 16 would be the Clippers and Rockets. Now tell me, based off, uh, it's, it would be a little different because Blake Griffin is on the team. But based off the last game that we saw, with the whole tunnel incident and everything like that, you don't you can't tell me that that would not be a fun seven game series.
0: That would be interesting, but that would be like you know they're both two teams from the West, right.
1: so um so one in sixteen will be Clippers and Rockets, uh two and 15s Warriors and Pelicans, which we can still see very likely in, in the current format. Um so I think it will still be interesting. I I wish Boogie was uh healthy, but. Um, yeah. Then you got, I feel
0: like we're gonna get a lot of
1: West Coast teams <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there was some, there was a couple different matches that I liked, for example, and I guess I'll just read them off Celtics and Trailblazers. That would be the four and 13. Um, I think that's that's a that would be an interesting series for me. Um, personally, I think that's two teams that you don't really see play too often. Um, it would be fun to see Kyrie and Dame Lillard go back and forth. Um, that would be awesome. So, Celtics and Trailblazers. Uh, Timberwolves and Bucks, 7 and 10. That would be interesting.
0: Who's 7 and who's 10? Um,
1: Timberwolves are 7.
0: Yeah, I think they take their lunch money.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, I think they take their lunch money. Um. Yeah. I, 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 it's not this strong suit. and Their best player, he can't shoot a jump shot outside of, what, 15 feet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might even be 10 or 12, so. And then, like you know, you got a little three-headed monster in Minnesota. I don't think they'd be able to keep up with them. I pick Minnesota in five. Wow, five.
1: Okay, I, I, I would. Yeah, I'll five. be leaning towards a close six, and I think it'll be one of them series.
0: Ah, uh, you just <laughs> pick six, bro. That's all it what? is. I said you just like Game Six. <laughs> that's all.
1: But uh, you picking everybody <laughs> <in> six? <laughs> hey, man, gotta gotta uh, gotta represent the brand, but um. The, what's another series that I think would be cool? Those two teams. And then uh, Cavs and Nuggets. Cavs would be the 5C and Nuggets would be 12. It's kind of interesting. Um,
0: it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, see, my whole thing about it is it'll be interesting at first, but after it becomes normalized, it's just kind of like it, – it. I mean, it'll just kind of be more of the same. The thing I do like about it is I feel like it gives us more variation in the finals. Right because LeBron's team wouldn't make it every time definitively the in the east. So, that's that's the thing I like
1: from it the most. Yeah, it would, it would it would definitely shake things up a little bit. Um but again, I would rather have the 16 best teams and kind of do away with the conferences if you're going to do that. Uh I don't want you if you're going right. to do it do it all the way, don't half ass do it. But um you know, that's that was my two cents on it and everything, but uh I think now is a good time to go to the who do you think you are segment? And um, you know, this is something that you came up with that I thought was pretty was <laughs> yes. pretty pretty funny. Um this I think this is the first time we're doing it, right?
0: First time. First time for everything. Exactly.
1: So like I said, man, um Third Time's a charm. We're trying to bring in new new aspects to the to the show. Um this will be a pretty fun one going forward, but uh let me know which one you got for the for the first annual annual on, man. Oh, I have the Colts. <laughs> okay. The Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> so what's the breakdown on, on why you why you picked them? All
0: right, so the who do you think you are segment is someone who just really needs a reality check. That you, like, you know, somebody might have got a little taste of success, and now they're drinking their own Kool-Aid that they is made. Isaiah um, Isaiah Thomas definitely, <laughs> but the Colts <laughs> beats this one by now. Exactly. mouth. I mean, because – There's they think they're hot, but they're but they're literally two quarterbacks away from being the Cleveland Browns, and I'm about to explain. (laughs) So after Josh McDaniels pretty much stood them at the altar and they're like, Yo, we signed assistant coaches to come here and work with you, they already got contracts and this, that, and the third in place. Well, first of all, that's what the Cleveland Browns would do. You signed the assistant coaches, but haven't even signed the head coach. Yeah. Okay. That's like, go ahead and putting the vice president in office, but you don't even know who the president is. Are you, Like, are you serious? And then when he was talking about it, he it was like a mic drop moment. I don't know if he really dropped the mic, but he said the rivalry is back on and walked off. Since 2001, when Tom Brady was the starter, you are 5-14 and overall against the Patriots and 1-5 in the postseason against the really? Patriots.
1: Really? I, I did yes. not know that. I, Is
0: that a rival? Why? Is that a rival? <laughs> Does Duke beat Carolina five times in their last 19 matchups? No. <laughs> they're pretty much even, and they're both good all the time. Colts, are you good all the time? No. Actually, before Peyton Manning, you weren't good at all. <laughs> So he played He played 12 seasons with them. Well, he was under contract for 12 seasons, but the last season he was right. hurt. So I only took the 11 seasons before Manning into concept whenever I made this stat. But their record before Peyton Manning, those 11 seasons, they were 76-93 and 93 mm. for 11 seasons. Three playoff appearances, two playoff wins. And they want to act like Indianapolis is just like this great job that anybody should run. Back when it was a good job, it was a good job when you were beating up on Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Houston six games a year and you had pretty much at least four or five guaranteed wins. That's when it was great. Even if luck comes back, I don't know that they'll win that division or even play second especially if Houston has Deshaun healthy and they're able to play the way that they were playing before he got hurt. And Andrew Luck, per Mr. Chris Mortensen of ESPN, he may need another surgery where he would have to miss pretty much the entire season. So who do the Colts really think they are? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> I don't know, man. 2 me and the Browns, bro. <laughs>
1: I, I actually agree with you on that one. You know, they have, they have some nerves talking about the rivalry is still on. First of all, if the rivalry was still on, that ain't something that you say at a press conference, okay? For <laughs> <Sorry>. real. <laughs> That's first of all. Second of all, I do think that the, it would be a fun, that next game would be fun to play against them because, you know, keep in mind the Colts are the team that snitched on the Patriots with the whole deflated balls thing. So, oh, so did. Yeah, so that, that, that plays a lot into it uh, as well. But, um, no, I agree with you, man. And I I thought you were going to go with the angle with Josh McDaniels. Who do you think you are, Josh McDaniels? (laughs) uh, Uh, It's it's a a lot to go into that. I thought the whole thing was wild. The the audacity. Oh, I
0: can see his perspective because you know how New England does mafia-type dealing, so he's probably – you know, the dawn in waiting and also, you know, he got a whole family. I think he got like three kids. Like you don't want to move your kids if you got your wife's probably pretty happy she my,
1: my thing is you knew that going in. Why you even tell the Indianapolis it Colts? When I mean, you, you knew the type of quarterback that Andrew Luck well, you know, is currently as far as you know, him being hurt and him having a history of being hurt. Um you know the roster around him isn't that great. Um, you mean to tell me all of a sudden that you know the patriots come back with a sweeter offer now? You want to take it? No, man, like you know, all them things before you got here. You, like, like JC said, you knew you was who you was before you got here, anyway.
0: Well, you know, it's not his fault because it's not like he had a contract to sign, so
1: yeah, I I do think that, but yeah, it's still wild, like you said, but um, my who do you think you are? And it's it may be a little outdated, but it's not really because Chris Rock just had a new special come out on uh, Valentine's Day. Um and why that's important because your girl Monique uh came out a couple months ago at this point and was talking crazy about Netflix, you know, claiming that she was underbid and that, you know, they were being sexist and racist uh both of them. Oh, <laughs> Netflix. So, um and part of that was because, you know, people like Dave Chappelle, Amy Schumer, and uh Chris Rock were getting multi million dollar deals, and they offered Monique you know five hundred k which you know if you want to look at it on the grand at this grand scheme of things could be seen as a, a sign of disrespect um you know from her because she did win an Oscar for best supporting actress in a movie that was not even a comedy uh in precious and you know even though that was in two thousand nine, I guess she thought that you know winning the Oscar she said this herself, winning the Oscar was supposed to grant her you know, access to bigger deals and better roles and all the other stuff that came with it. And even after that Oscar a couple years ago, it was, she came out and said that she talked to Lee Daniels, who she was supposed to have a role with, uh, I think in the Butler, where she said, he admitted that she was blackballed. And that was in 2009, you know, before Netflix even got popping like that. So, she thought that she got blackballed then, you know, because of the way she was handling things and um, the way she wasn't really, quote unquote, playing the game, which, you know, being in corporate America like I have for the past couple of years, I definitely know what that means. It, it, it goes back to just kind of playing nice with people. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, kind of being diplomatic, yeah, di- being diplomatic and, and kissing the babies and stuff. Um, and she, apparently, she wasn't doing that after, uh, even before she won the Oscar, but definitely not. Oh, so I guess she would put up them Donald Trump tweets, <laughs> Something like that. She was doing some wild stuff um she did have a tv show i think on bt for one year uh, i thought it was on for longer but it, it really wasn't that long i thought the show was okay um wasn't really all that great but you know she had her things going out you know at one point but she's not hot right now like nobody's checking her for a monique special i don't think anybody at any point was really checking for a monique special granted no. she was one of the queens of comedy granted yes but to be fair I don't think we're looking at the Queens of Comedy the same way we look at the Kings of Comedy. That's one. And two, even if that was the case, if, is anybody even looking for a D.L. Hughley special right now? Uh, no, they're yeah. not. Definitely, not. the Entertainer. Anybody really checking for a Sedgwick Entertainer special? I, I, don't, I don't
0: I'm not checking for it, but if it's on and I'm skipping channels, I might watch, <laughs> depending on what else and is then on. Steve Harvey.
1: You uh, know, Steve Harvey is out here doing making, uh, making things on the Family feuds and whatnot, doing his thing. But is anybody really checking for a Steve Harvey special at this point?
0: That one would probably be the one people would want most.
1: Exactly. But exactly, nobody check. exactly. And then R. I. P. Bernie Mac. But I think people would definitely want that at, at this point. I think he had the best stand up out of anybody in that Kings of Comedy. Um,
0: <laughs> I want some cookies.
1: <laughs> exactly, him downstairs type, you know, but um yeah. she's she's not just she's not on that level. And it goes back to me. Part of the reason why I said Monique, who do you think you are? was because of the lack of self awareness. Like just just know who you are. Know where you stand. Like oh, tell them Charlamagne <laughs> She was talking about she was on Sway talking about she's the most decorated comedian alive. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> what decoration she looking at, but she ain't one of them. She ain't got it. Um Whoopi Goldberg is one of the few people ever, I think there's 12 people total, who have won an EGOT. What that means is she got an Emmy, she got a Grammy, she got an Oscar, and she got a Tony. Um, And I think that stands for itself as far as being decorated. Monique got the Oscar, but she didn't get an Oscar for being a comedian. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? She got the movie and the the drama. So that doesn't really correlate. And then she tried to say, well, you know, Amy Schumer ain't on her level. That may be the case as far as overall career, but if we're talking about right now, granted, I don't really think Amy Schumer is that funny, honestly, but she, that movie Trainwreck was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but the movie Trainwreck was hilarious, not just because of Amy Schumer, but she had a lot to do with production on that, from what I understand, and writing, Um, and Amy Schumer. Isn't that the one that LeBron exactly, was in? Exactly. It was the one that LeBron was in. Uh, it, if you didn't see the movie, see I mean, you, you have seen it?
0: Mm-mm, haven't you got
1: to need Yeah, you got to check it out. It's actually pretty fun. John Cena's in it too. He he's in it for a little bit. You, I think you John Cena. <laughs> I think you'll like his uh his role that he played. I I think the movie is hilarious. Um, so that's one, and that was a the people that was a critically acclaimed movie. It didn't win an Oscar or anything like that, but it was a critically acclaimed comedy that Amy Schumer had a lot to play in. And that was a box office uh, exactly. And that was a fairly recent movie. And it was one of the few uh, one of the first ones that she actually had that type of behind the scenes responsibility with the writing and producing with. And she acted in it. She was a star role. Uh Monique doesn't have that on her resume as far as uh comedy is concerned. I mean, ain't nobody thinking about soul playing and <laughs> looking at soul playing yeah. like it was one of the funniest movies ever. Um and she wasn't even in a lead role in that. So Monique, no, far from Monique play a role. I get it and and, and uh, another thing that goes into it is it's all about negotiation. You get what you negotiate for.
0: Ooh, I got some tea. <laughs> what happened? So so she told a non-truth. Right. So she says 500k is what they offered her. They didn't offer her 500k off the rip. They offered her 3 million which you know It ain't Dave Chappelle or Amy Schumer money, but Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock were genuinely at one point in both their careers the funniest man in the entire world. And Amy Schumer is a box office hit. Hit, Like she had that movie and she's selling out Madison Square Garden. Monique ain't selling out Madison Square Garden. (laughs) So nah, ever. And they gave her an offer of three million and said, Hey, all you got to do is come audition. She said, Audition? Who do you think you are? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> she said. Audition. Who do you think you are? And they was like, "Well, fine. You ain't got to audition. Just take this five hundred k and be on your way." Meet us at the studio. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the audition part because that was part of the reason why she was getting having trouble with Lee Daniels with the Butler movie is that she didn't she didn't think she had to audition because she won an Oscar and everything. Which I mean, I guess that's, that you got a little bit more of an argument then. When you coming off of that, uh, coming off of that Oscar win, and the it's still in the drama genre, so to speak, there was a tongue twister, but um, you're still in the same genre um, as far as that's concerned. But you've been out of comedy for years, um, and, you, I, and from what I understand, she went to Netflix and was like, "Hey, I want to do a special. What can you offer me?" That's that's <laughs> that's the wrong. So she went thirsty. Exactly. Too. Like you can't go to me and or, you know ask me which how much I want to pay you, and then be like, "Oh, you bought me." No, that's not how this works. Um,
0: you can't ask a man for water whenever you're starving and then throw it back at him whenever he gives you something to drink. You can't do <laughs> it.
1: Okay, shit. <laughs> can <know it. laughs> But, yeah, so, she, yeah, she was bugging out with that. And one thing that I also made a note of um, with this whole who do you think you are with Monique, man, is love is strong, man. Love is really strong because her husband has been with her and this whole campaign run with Netflix and trying to boycott and whatnot. And he's been sticking by her. And I and I, I got to give him his props because I know he when she said she's the most decorated comedian alive, he had to look at him like, yo. Like in public, he, you know, you gotta, you just gotta stick by your woman and everything like that. But in private, he had to be like, "Babe, don't, don't do that again. <laughs> let's take it easy. Yeah, let's her. not overdo this thing right now. Let's take it easy. Let's relax, <laughs> okay? You know, I love you. I know you. You know you've been doing your thing, but let's not, let's not go overboard. At least that's what I hope he was doing, because, she was bugging out with that for sure. That's the biggest problem I had when she said she was the most decorated comedian. I have no problem if you think you're worth more than five hundred mil. I mean, five hundred thousand. Like, you know, if you think you are worth more than that, by all means, you do what you do. You negotiate, you get what you negotiate for. But no, by no means is Netflix being racist and sexist. When one, they got two black dudes as one of their their main stand up comedian specials right now. And then a a, a woman and Amy Schumer, you know, that that's not too much racism right. and sexism going on with that. And the two things that I want to make more of and I'll move on from there. Dave, Dave Chappelle and Rick uh Chris Rock have been like doing shows on the low for the past couple of years before yeah. they got uh-huh. their special. And the same thing with Amy Schumer. Like Monique has been kind of um quiet for the past couple of years. She, exactly. She like, <laughs> she, exactly. She she ain't been hitting a road like that or nothing. She's not doing shows. You don't hear people talking about yo, I just went to this Monique, man. She she killed that state. Like, ain't nobody doing that. Um Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle did that before they got those specials from Netflix. And I think they deserved it. I just saw the Chris Rock on a Valentine's Day. I thought it was funny. I, I think Chris Rock is actually funnier than Dave Chappelle. Um, I prefer him a little bit more. Oh, blasphemy. <laughs> oh, I do, man. I I like his satire uh, a lot more. His stand-up
0: might be better, but the Chappelle show is like Unmatched Comedy. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. And that's something that Chappelle, you want to talk about resumes, that's something that Chappelle got on his resume that you can't. So yeah, like
0: he was like the funniest man in the entire
1: world for about four or five years. And and, and and looking at Chris, look at Chris, uh not Chris Rock, but Kevin Hart. You don't see Kevin Hart out here. He's one of the funniest comedians alive right now, actually. Um, Even if you don't really think he's funny, you got to respect his hustle to, from where he came from. He's not going to Netflix and be like, yo, how much are you going to give me? He out here doing his. He got his own production company, and he got his own thing. He's making his own lane and doing his own thing.
0: Um, well, see, that's what I was gonna say. Him, look at him and The Rock. Around the same time, by like two thousand four, two thousand five, they were both kind of like joke actors. That only, I mean, like The Rock was doing like Gridiron Gang, and he was doing Soul Plane. So, like, they were kind of joke actors. Right. Now they're like the two biggest. Well, not the two biggest, but they're two of the biggest stars out in cinema now. Like, I think The Rock has, like, made the most money two years in a row out of any actor. And Kevin Hart is working his tail off. And he's in, like, not just straight-up comedy movies. He's in some, like, that one he did with Will Ferrell's kind of action, even the one he did with Ice Cube kind of action. Like, so, you know, they've been working. And, like, you know, like you said, they made their own way. Monique, after she got that Oscar. She was just like, I'm supposed to have all these opportunities. And it's really not like that. Cause um the whole thing I was saying in episode one with Method Man, whenever he won that Grammy, um, I I had actually heard him talk about it on Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk is Jericho. Right. He was talking to him on that. And um he said that once he won that Grammy. He was getting all these offers. And that's when him and Wu-Tang was like, yo, it's time to work. It's time to capitalize. It really just made me feel like she blew her opportunity because she didn't make the right decisions and work her best at those decisions. All right.
1: I do think she she managed to turn that Oscar into her own show, but for whatever reason, because that's they happened in the same year. But that show didn't really take off the way that it was supposed to, I guess. Um I will say that, man, she turned the Oscar
0: into a B.E.T. show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, who do you think you are? We can leave it at that. <laughs> we can leave it at that, man. Um I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, like Dave Chappelle and the Chris rocks Um and, and I think it's a great time to talk about black history. <laughs> oh, yeah. Black history month. So, obviously it's February, um and you know, Black History Month is is a great time of year to you know, get, remind people of where we come from, what our history and some of my proudest moments. Um, you know, did you we talked about some of the people that we want to, to discuss? You know, who which one did you end up going with? Uh, for black history?
0: Well, I ended up going with George, George, Dr. George Washington Carter. Oh,
1: and, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but just to give people an idea of what we're talking about, we're talking about people that are our, our heroes, or at least one of our heroes in black history, and uh, given the, you know, obviously the Correct. exactly the brief little uh. A summary of you know why we like them and stuff like that but go ahead Mark.
0: well yeah um he's got a well first of all he's one of my favorites because not only is he a member of five beta sigma like myself hey. he's also a highly recognized scientist which i'm a scientist myself just on a much smaller scale just a little bit so yeah 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 just a wee bit there <laughs> So just give a little background on some things people might not have know. This is what I found to be most interesting. He was born a slave in Diamond Grove, Missouri. He was captured by raiders from Arkansas. Everyone in his family was captured. And this was when he was a week old. Everyone was captured except his brother, who the slave master family were able to secure him. And he was in the house. So they captured them, the raiders from Arkansas, and sold them in Kentucky. The slave master got an agent to locate the slaves and bring them back to his farm. And after slavery was abolished, the slave masters, the only slaves they kept was George and his brothers. And they raised them as if they were their own children. I thought that was interesting because I didn't know that. Right. Me either. Really interesting. But um, travel to many different elementary high schools because of the racial tension at the time before he ended up in Minnesota where he graduated. He was actually accepted by Highland university, but when he got there, they rejected him because of his skin color and that was in Kansas. But um, he ended up getting a bachelor's and master's at Iowa state taught at Tuskegee 47 years. He's just some of his accomplishments. He's in, the Hall of Fame of Great Americans and the National Hall of Fame of Inventors. And just some of the things he did, he found many uses for peanuts, sweet potatoes and other plants that range from massage oil all the way up to medicine. So that's what he contributed. You know, he's a scientist. I'm a scientist. So that's why I kind of look up to him. And he went through a lot, too. Like, to be able to accomplish what he did at the time, he went through an extreme amount of opposition.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, like you mentioned, like he's one of the brothers of our fraternity, Uh, definitely one of the ones that we hold to high regard because of what he was able to accomplish as a a scientist and uh, how much he's met to our history, for sure. Um, You know, the one that I went with was... uh, um, you know Malcolm X, and you know it could be you know a lot of people. It's kind of like generic in a sense, like everybody picks MLK, you know Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, whatever. Um, I picked Malcolm X because <laughs> I may actually be related to him. <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I told any. I, I try to tell as many people as possible, but um, he, he obviously he was born. Some people may know that he was born Malcolm Little, um, and he didn't change his name until he was in prison, and you know he um, converted to Islam, but. You know, obviously, he thought that was a slave name. My last name is Little. Um, and I did my history freshman year of college. And his dad, Earl Little, um, came up as one of my, you know, ancestors on ancestry.com. And before I even did that, I remember my dad, because I got my name from my dad's side. So I remember my dad saying, <laughs> you know, like, oh, we're related to Malcolm X. We are, we are. But it was never confirmed. There was a lot of times, you know, my dad be just saying, <laughs>
0: Oh, you just thought it was yeah. <laughs>
1: But when I looked it up, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, obviously, Malcolm didn't come up, but um his dad did. And I was like, Maybe there is something to it. So maybe one of these days I can confirm. But as of right now, I'm going with that. I may be like, I'm related to him. Um, but other than that, man, I just always loved the message that he was preaching. Um, and I, I could relate to that a little bit more. And I, I don't want to pin him against MLK because i hate to see that especially with black leaders but just to see the different philosophies i could respect both i definitely respect martin luther king's philosophy of nonviolence. um but growing up man like i definitely respect malcolm x's um philosophy as far especially early on when he was like yo like somebody hits you you hit him back like that's the way i was raised <laughs> you know what i'm saying don't don't take it right. sitting down like you know um you know we're going to defend ourselves we're going to stand up for what we believe in for what we believe in and we're not just going to take this thing down um so i always res- respected that one of my favorite quotes and it, it's it's pretty self explanatory but one of my favorite quotes that i i hold true is even <laughs> i made a name out of it but it, it, we're not going to get into that but by any means necessary um oh so, you know that that's that it's anybody could have came up with that it's not like a um you know, like a famous or not even like a catchy phrase or anything like that, but just simple and plain, by any means necessary, we will get what we need to get done. Um And, and, and that that for some reason really stuck with me uh, ever since a young age. And his, his life story, too, was always interesting to me as well, because it shows you that you can't let, you gotta let give people the time to grow. He was murdered when he was 39 years old, which is crazy young, honestly. Um Really young. Really young but he was murdered when he was 39, but even in his early days, he wasn't like grown up a saint. You know what I'm saying? He was he grew up in a with a rough childhood. His father was murdered by the KKK, um, in in the I think they called it like the uh Black Nation or Black League or whatever. Um and his mom because of that and uh, was put into a psychiatric war. And she they had to put him and his, you know, dozens of brothers and sisters had to be put into a foster home and they got split up and everything like that. And he became got into this um, this wave of, you know, going around the wrong path with drugs, selling drugs, you know, prostitution and all other stuff. Um, and he went in jail. He got sentenced to ten years and he did a couple. But during that time he found, you know, Allah and converted to Islam. Um and even during that time, you know, he found the teachings of Elijah Muhammad and everything like that. But once he saw that Elijah, Elijah Muhammad wasn't really practicing what he preached, you know, Elijah Muhammad had kids by a bunch of women in the nation of Islam and was wasn't really practicing the the teachings of being in a um monogamous relationship um you know kind of like broke off and did his own thing and once he went to the, the Mecca in Africa and came back from his pilgrimage you know he he came back with a different mindset and he wasn't so much more about the white devil and this and that more so about love and and, and and preaching that, but he was still also on the same wave of we're not going to take this sitting down, you know? Um, so I appreciated the fact that he was, able, was seeing him grow um, from where he was when he grew up and not letting those situations, you know, dictate who he was as a man. Um, so stuff like that really w- really sticks with me. Um, showing, seeing that he wasn't perfect, um, but he was still able to do the best that he could with what he had and the story is so sad that he was murdered by his own people, man. Like, that, that's just, uh, yeah, terrible. um, shows you the corruption that was going on at that time. Cause you can't tell me, I think it was a a lot of the uh, government at the time had a lot to do with his murder. But, you know, we're we not gonna, do it. black ops, bro. Exactly. Um, so you we know, don't have to go too much into that. But that's why I picked him, man. That's my hero as far as like, you know, people that everybody is familiar with. Um, for the most part. So that's why we picked those two. But just going into, you know, game six of the week, man, um, something that we're going to try to do every week. for oh, sure. Oh man, we got to fake news first. Oh yeah, yeah. Fake news. All right. So uh, yeah, leave, leave, hit us with the fake news, man. I'm a, so you ask me <laughs> some of the uh, topics and I'm going to answer it and let me know, uh, see if I, if it is or not.
0: All right. So this is how fake news will work. I'm going to give you, three different statements and you have to determine if it's true or if it's fake news and CNN reported. <laughs> all right. All right, so first, George Washington Carver invented peanut butter in 1897. Oh, um, so the
1: year is gone kind of got me thrown off, but I'm going to say true.
0: It is false. He oh, didn't peanut butter at all. Um Records show the Aztecs had recipes for peanut butter as early as the 15th century. Wow. I
1: did hear about that. Yeah.
0: Bro. yeah. That for me for a little too, bro. <laughs> don't even feel bad.
1: <laughs> All right. Fake news. I think like,
0: Disney Channel was, like, teaching us that, that he invented it, so don't even feel bad about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, no, though. Trust me. Everybody was saying it, but I always was – when I was younger, I was always like, how did he invent? food <laughs> i was always confused about that like you mean to tell me peanut butter just didn't like there wasn't some sort of herb or something that grew up you know what i'm saying it won't always exactly. there so that was that was always i was always confused about that but yeah go ahead man.
0: all right so then we got the next one condoleezza rice and martin luther king both started college at age 15 she majored in political science at the University of Denver, Denver, and he majored in sociology at Morehouse. So Condoleezza Rice, who was Martin Luther King, age 15, started college.
1: False. Martin Luther King was 16.
0: Fake. News. Oh, you got me. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> got me fake news. It was, it was that one little thing.
1: Yeah, I all just, right. And last one. That, the reason why I stuck out is because I always remember, like, dang, he was 16 when he went to college. I was like, yo. Yeah, bro.
0: Yeah, bro, he was smart. I wish I was that smart. <laughs> just two years <laughs> smarter.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: last one. Jackie Robinson's brother, oh. Matt Robinson, was also a star athlete who won a gold medal in the 1936
1: Olympic Games. See, this is actually a great one, and uh, and here's my logic behind this one. I didn't even know Jackie Robinson had a brother. (laughs) Let 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 alone the brother being an Olympic athlete. (laughs) Hey,
0: bro, that that makes two of us.
1: so I'm going to go, and here's the reason why I'm going to say true, because one, the last two uh, have been false, (laughs) and I'm just playing the odds at this point, but I'm going to say true.
0: Nah, it's actually false. I figured I'd go for the trifecta, wow. but um, he wasn't Olympic gold medal. No, he wasn't Olympic athlete, but he actually played silver in those games to Jesse Owens. Wow. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was the year that the uh, Jesse Owens won in the front of Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. It was that same year. That's wow. That's crazy. Um, and that was ten years before Jackie Robinson broke into the MLB. So I. That, that, Oh yeah. You know, that that gives an idea of the times we were in. That's crazy. But yeah, man, so that was a little, little taste of, you know, your, your black history, some things that you may not have known. Um and just a little yeah, bit just give you a little little bit of knowledge, you know, we try we try to do a little bit here, but um moving on, we're going to go to like you said, The Game 6. Uh this is something that we want to do um every every episode, you know, obviously the the name of the show is Game 6. It's a lifestyle um, and you, you got you to gotta practice what you preach. You got to live it, and, um, you know, you always can find people out here doing their game six, getting a game six on, man. Um, so who did you go for for this week?
0: Well, to follow up on last week, had to go with Black Panther. Yep. Um, Gross $361 million worldwide and $192 million domestically, which means North America for the opening weekend, even though it was a four-day weekend. And I think the only single superhero movie, not even just solo superhero, just the only superhero movie that tops it is Avengers one. And like, it's got the box office opening weekend record for any genre in the month of February. So, so, you know, they did some, it it did some good things and I actually went and saw it, wrote a review on it. You can look at it on my blog on Tumblr. He who laughs last. Um, Get my thoughts on it, um, and it just kind of got me thinking a little bit. What if we could do the same thing with black-owned businesses, like the Game Six podcast? <laughs> right? Where would we be?
1: Exactly. You know, when, when, when we band together, man, and we we support something, we we definitely make uh, mountains move. Uh, and I think once we realize that and do it on a more consistent basis, you know, we'll definitely see a lot of positive change. Um, I saw that you went and saw the movie. Just, I know you you wrote a review on it. But anything briefly that you want to tell the people about your thoughts on it?
0: Oh, Michael B. Jordan might get an Oscar. Like he's by far the best villain Marvel has had in any movie, and that's not just like in this little shared universe. Just any movie. Like he was intense. He, he was intense, and he was like a big, bold, larger than life character. But he was also believable and relatable and his motivations were just like just so real and and he was 100 percent badass like he went all the way Billy badass on him like for real he he just he did great like I didn't feel like like not to knock on Bozeman I don't feel like that character was good I feel like he did the best he could but man Michael B. Jordan he just went out there and killed it like Like, the only thing not stopping him from being on Heath Ledger's level with the Joker is not winning an Oscar. Like, that's the only thing stopping him. He was that good. Wow.
1: That's saying a lot, man, because I love Heath Ledger and and Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, It's great, man. It's Actually, that's a perfect segue to what I'm going to bring up for my game six of the week. Um, And I say that because Michael B. Jordan is from New Jersey. You know, shout out to Brick City. Um, He actually, his high school that he went to, same high school that my dad went to, it's called Arts High. Um, we had a couple people went there, um, you know, from back in the day. But the, this, the high school is actually literally down the street from my high school. And the reason why that's relevant is because I picked my former headmaster. His name is Father Ed. You may or may not have seen him on your, your internet, seen your Googles recently. Uh, he is the guy. He, he's the guy that looks like he was in Harry Potter, you know, doing hook shots from the three-party line in a, your local high school gym. Um, and it was nothing but net, by the way. Just keeping that, you know, nothing nothing but net. Um, And I just want to let people know, Father Ed is literally like the godfather, okay? Um, He's been doing this since 72, uh, being the headmaster. And for people who don't know or aren't familiar, uh, St. Benedict's, my high school, is a Catholic high school, and it was founded in 1968. I mean, 1868, sorry. But um, it closed down in 71 due to the riots, and it reopened in 72, Uh, the North Riots, and it opened in 72, um, you know, with the help of him and some other people, and he was the headmaster at that time. He was in his, like, 30s, I think. Dude is about 65. He's close to 70. Put it like that. He's, like, 65, 66. Close to 70. He looks great for his age. He's in phenomenal shape. He'll yoke a kid up at any second <laughs> just to believe me. <laughs> I've seen him do it. So, uh, he's a monk, yeah, right? He's, so... a monk. He, he's a monk, and that's why, he, you know, if you saw the video, i definitely encourage people to look it up because it's, it's pretty dope, you know, with kids celebrating with him and stuff. Um, but, you know, he's in ph- phenomenal shape, and he's a really... He has his things, you know, I'm not sure you know where he falls, and all, like politics and stuff like that, but he was a really, really cool dude, and there's some things that he doesn't really enjoy. Like he actually, he was a, he's kinda like Bernie Sanders, but like a Republican Bernie Sanders. If that makes any sense, I don't even know how to describe it to you. But he was different. I
0: mean, well, Republicans aren't evil. Like you know, Dwight Eisenhower. Dwight Eisenhower was a great president. You know, yeah. it's just I mean, like you can have bad Democratic well, presidents. I say that. I'm crazy.
1: saying like his philosophies were a little like, but well, Bernie Sanders, his philosophies and, and way of thinking is a little out there. I think Father, oh, I okay. think Father Ed, and I say Republican in like a more current sense, that he's more of a, he's conservative with certain things, but he's also liberable, liberal, liberable. <laughs> I can't say the word. liberal, uh, liberal. <laughs> in certain aspects, one of the things that he hated um, when I was in high school was the fact that so many kids thought that their only way out of North, which was at one point one of the Myrtle Capitals of the in the, in the country, um, he thought that kids thought their only way out was basketball and football um, or doing sports or anything like that. Um, so he actually hated basketball. With that being said, St. Benedict's is known for being one of the best high school basketball teams in the country at, uh, for sure. numerous years. You got guys like Jr. Smith. Tristan Thompson who I had class with, Tyler Ennis, who I had class with.
0: I watched them play on uh ESPN all the time
1: growing Word. up. Like they were always like, going against like Oak Hill and schools. Exactly. Like that. You have Mike Cabongo, who you know, if you he went to Texas, um, that's a great D one school. Um, I mentioned uh Lamar Patterson who went to Pitt. Um you got so many players that we went, you know, had like Chris Stokes who went to Villanova, like so many players and teams.
0: Hey, like, dude, you ain't had no chance to exactly. make team. Exactly,
1: and the, the, it's funny <laughs> you say that because the, the way he had the team set up, obviously you had some of those guys low-key being recruited to play just for basketball to go to high school, which is crazy in itself, but um, there was no freshman team. If you wanted to play varsity, you had to walk on, and you had to go against the varsity team. Now, the year that I thought I was going to the NBA and was about to walk on. Um, <laughs> it, it, who, this is the team. It was Mike, Mike Cabongo, who was one of the – if you look, look him up, he was one of the best point guards in the country. He was up there. Oh, bro.
0: I remember because um, he was, like, really good that year. I want to say it was, like, our senior year whenever he went to exactly. Texas. Our senior year of high school when he went to Texas. And he was, like, a highly touted guy. And I think he was one and done, too, but – like,
1: you guys had some balls. Oh, so you have Michael Bongo, who was one of the best. He's from Canada, but he he was on a Canadian national team. He was the youngest to be on the team at the time, ever. Um, Obviously, Tristan Thompson. So you have Mike, who was a freshman. Mike is actually in our class. Um, But Mike, who was a freshman. um, Tristan Thompson, who was a sophomore at that point. Samardo so Samuels, who went to Louisville um, and was drafted.
0: Yeah, they were, like, really good his freshman yeah, year. Yeah, uh, they
1: were really good, and he got drafted. I think he was one and done um and he went to cleveland mm-hmm. he, he went to cleveland and, and played for them it's funny that cleveland has so many um St. Benedict's guys and that uh um you know LeBron is my favorite player yeah yeah, yeah so it was it was Samardo, Tristan and JR um and then Kyrie who I, he didn't go to Benedict's but he went to St. Patrick's um in New Jersey so it's close enough but <laughs> um but oh, on the oh. team yeah so you had those two um and it was one other like highly touted player on our team at that point. Um uh, some other guys that went overseas and stuff, but a lot of professional athletes. And it's not just in basketball. Um you know, he also had some professional soccer players um that were on the team. It's hard for me to name them. Like I could tell you who they are, but I don't think that you know, our listeners <laughs> or you for that matter even though you follow soccer know. I might yeah.
0: know. have been playing FIFA pretty hard.
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna get back to you. One of them played on the Red Bulls, but I'm gonna get. I think his name was London. Um, I'm gonna get back to you. On that. I forgot his name because he's a, he was a couple years older than me. But um, even our wrestling and fencing team were some of the best fencing teams were some of the best in the country. Uh, so we were great at everything in sports. Um, the only team thing that we weren't that great at, uh, was two things: baseball, and football. And that's because back in the day. In the 70s, when the school reopened, we did not bring back the football team for different reasons. But I can guarantee that. If we had a football team. You would see some guys in the NFL. I can guarantee you that. Um, but I'm just – probably would
0: because prep school ball is big exactly. money.
1: And another thing, one of the best guys that we got going, who is a professional in his, his field right now, his name is Edward Chesarek. Uh, I don't know if you follow cross, cross country, but this dude got a scholarship to Oregon <laughs> to run cross country. Now, getting a scholarship to uh, mm. any D one school in any aspect is great, but to go run in Oregon and be one of the best in the field at that time, it's like going to Duke and being a number one recruit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. really? Like so, he's like Zion Williams. Yeah, he, he, low key might even be better. Honestly, uh, Marvin Bagley, Kyrie yeah, Irving, he's on that level. Um, and he was. I'm
0: just kind of
1: stroking Duke right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're doing there. But um, <laughs> imagine, you know, one of those guys like a Marvin Bagley or Kyrie went to Duke and was breaking records as a freshman. Not just freshman records, but records. That's how good he is um, in mm. cross country. He's still doing it now. He graduated, but he's still doing it as a profession. So I, I would not doubt at any point if you were to see him in the Olympics uh, the next coming years uh, for cross country. So look out for him. Uh, Edward Chester wreck, but guys like that, man, it's, it's just, it's great to see. I'm happy that he got a little bit of viral. Father Ed got a little bit of viral notice. Um, I wonder how he feels about it. Uh, with, Cause I, I know somebody, some people made a joke about it on the, on the Twitter. I mean, on the Instagram, but we could not have our phones out willy nilly back in the day. <laughs> So the fact that because we he would do that all the time, there'll be times where we just playing around shooting hoops at the school, and he'd come in there and take a shot from almost half court, like he Kareem, and it just go in. Um, just yeah, but in. We, we couldn't keep our phones out like that, so that was that was pretty funny. Um,
0: the first time that I saw the video, I thought it was just like some Harry Potter kids walking into the gym <laughs> and was just putting up. <laughs>
1: That's really funny. <laughs> That's funny, man. I saw people kept saying that oh, I this is Harry Potter or Slytherin. He did look like snake. <laughs> <little> snake. <laughs> so I thought it was funny, but I was like, Nah, y'all got chilled out. Cause, <laughs> Cause <nah. laughs> um, but yeah, man. So look out for Benedict. You know, you might see him on there again. He might try to do something else. the to Topic, I don't know, but he's a, he's he's the most down to earth, cool monk uh that you'll ever meet the dude when i was working with the devils the dude was
0: oh they're saying oh, down there on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when, I when i was working with the new jersey devils in hockey uh he, he was in the, the president's suite uh with the owner no m- m- multiple times just chilling um like this dude this dude's got in the city of nork um in the state of new jersey he's got some pool man like he he could be a politician if he wanted to
0: um you know, we, it's crazy the people you think that would have pulled that don't. Exactly. I mean, I mean, the, the people that who you wouldn't think have pulled, but they do. Like the guy that I got my first job for, he owned four McDonald's, mm-hmm. and one of his employees got caught with like a car full of coke on his way to like some statewide McDonald's training. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous, don't Yeah, me?
1: exactly. <laughs> and, and, and he was at work that same night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's wild. That's the type of pool that Father Ed got. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of pool that Father Ed got. But um, with that being said, man, those are our game six. You know, performances of the week. Um, you know, like I said, Father Ed, and then um, you know who we who we had with you. Um, any other yeah, black pan black pants. in the box? Oh yeah, uh, that's another thing. I actually wanted to comment on that. I didn't get the chance to see the movie yet. Um, I could have saw it, but I kind of wanted to. You know make it a, a little bit of an event, but, um, you know, wifey. Yeah, exactly. Got to have wifey out. Got to try to make it a date night. But, um, I did see, there was a lot of different pieces and I know you mentioned it and uh, you probably did mention it on your review that, um, a lot of think pieces about Michael B. Jordan and Killmonger, um, and his, his, the character that he played and how he may have saved the villains in the Marvel universe. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. This you're the first person I heard speak so highly of it, but I've seen people. Awesome, like he was like I mean like
0: we haven't had good villains, Um, like because every villain, every villain in the MCU is a reflection of the main character and his sins or his family's sins of the past, in which he was kind of the same thing, but he won't PG thirteen like whenever I said he was Billy Badass, like, he really came out there and was like, yo, this is my s, and I'm gonna take it, like, <laughs> like, he was out there like that, he won't, like, and, like, he won't a pushover either, like, you know, Loki's, like, I guess, before him, Loki was, like, the main villain of MCU, and it's like, dude, they slap him around all the time, it's like, this guy won't no joke, he, it's like he was a viable threat, and, like, he just, like, he had that presence and that
1: charisma, dude. Like, he was by far the best part of the movie. That's awesome to hear. But you like he looked, he was the best part of it. That, that's awesome to hear because, um, you know, like I said, I i, I rock with Michael B. Jordan. Um, I like your story. I, I, I would support anybody from North doing their thing that made it out, you know, in a different way. So I, I'm definitely glad to hear that he did his thing. Uh, I can't wait to see the movie. I don't...
0: definitely committed
1: to the role because have
0: you seen Creed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, he was out there, he was looking kind of pigeon-chested. <laughs> he ain't come out there for that water pit looking like that, boy. I'm telling you, he was working home. Yeah, exactly. He was cocked.
1: <laughs> exactly. People was talking, making notice of, like, the, the training regimen that he had to do to uh, commit to the role. I tell
0: you what, he, he looked like he shot up some of that good old uh, monkey hormone. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Them, uh, <laughs>
1: Caesar. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, um, that's great to hear, man. I can't wait to see the movie. Hopefully, I see it this week. But, um, you know, with that said, I'm gonna keep all of what you said in mind, and you know, looking forward to the next episode, man. Any, any other uh, notes that you wanted to end in with? Um. Yeah,
0: I do have one correction from last week. Um, I did say Black Panther was like a C-level character in the comics, and, and he was getting a comic book a week. That would actually make him like a really big deal. He got one comic a month for a couple years before they canceled it, and then they brought it back in 2007, and the same thing happened. So he got one comic a month for a couple years. and They canceled this solo thing, but he was still like in Avengers and stuff like that, but that's all.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I rock with that, and, and one thing I will say about Black Panther is that, you know, he actually, people underestimate how strong his character is, um, and powerful, and the things that he can do. Uh, I don't want to get into the movie, per se, just because, like I said, I haven't seen it, but... Um, oh, no, like, just in terms of the character itself, he's, like,
0: super open. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's very overpowered, like, he has a suit. That like if bullets hit it, they just stop. exactly like they don't bounce off. They just stop. exactly and he's got, like all the Captain America power ups, and I want to say he's got like night vision, and he's got like that thing where cats always land on their feet. Got that, and he's also real smart.
1: Yeah, so he's a one of the geniuses in the Marvel universe, but he's also like a, a trillionaire, not even a billionaire, a trillionaire. At least from what I read in the yeah. uh, read in the comments. True, well, yeah, which is ridiculous. That's look like for an individual that's like infinite amounts of resources. So even
0: which
1: that. So of there. um, that that was that's something that's really dope. So even, you know, even though he had the one a month, um, I am glad that he's gotten getting a little bit of shine, and you know, we'll see where this leads to so future movies outside the Marvel universe, inside the Marvel universe just more black characters in general. Definitely.
0: They did it was good because like they didn't make him a social, they did not make him a social justice word character where like, you know, people like are super PC and they'll go on social media and do all this. And they just come off. as so phony. They didn't do them like that, which added to the
1: film. That's, that's great to hear. Like I said, man, I I can't wait to see it. I, I support for sure. Um, can't, can't do the fire stick. <laughs> can't do the fire stick on this one. Uh, You're a boy to this <laughs> the rainbow, bro. <laughs> oh, trust me. Fire stick, uh Amazon knows exactly what they're doing with the fire sticks, man. I, oh, yeah. yeah, they don't care to no, keep buying their fire exactly. stick. No. I, I worked at Best Buy, and, and this is a little bit of a tangent. I, when I was working at Best Buy, that's like when it first got popular. Um, and we tried to actually limit the amount. It got so bad, we had to limit the amount of fire sticks you could buy at one time because people was buying almost eight fire sticks at a time and then like reselling it i guess uh because they were only they're only 35 bucks man like dude the first guy that sold me one he finished <laughs> he bought that fire
0: stick for like 40 dollars and sold it to me for 100 yeah exactly and that's
1: what they that's what they're doing they're flipping them um because they they're jailbreaking themselves and then just you know because some people like me i don't know how to do it so uh Bro, you can go on YouTube and figure it out. Like, you can watch a 10 minute video on YouTube and they walk you through everything. Yeah, yeah that's why I love YouTube. But, um, I'm still uh, computer computer illiterate enough to still not be able to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you, you. yeah, so, but it, 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 it's, it's, it is easier to do nowadays. Um, but you know, I was like, I know Amazon, it was so popular, and you know, it was a, it was a, it was not a well kept secret. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way there wasn't some sort of recall on the the Fire Stick to to enhance their protections or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, okay, they're doing this on purpose. Like, they, this is actually making them money, uh, so to speak." So um, they know what they're doing. But you know, with that said, mm, with, with, that, with, what with that said, man, I think that um, you know, I, I do want to make note. You know, this episode, the past episode that aired, episode two. Double the numbers that we have for episode one, so I just want to shout out, hey. you know, shout out everybody for that. Yep. Uh, thank you guys for the support. You know, we like, we want to continue to get better. I uh, got some great feedback from, from from some fans and family members who, um, you know, listen to the show. Uh, so we definitely want to keep continue to grow and, and, and produce even better product. But Game Six is here, man, and it's here to stay. Um, and like Josh mentioned last episode, we definitely want some some more fan engagement. You know. Send us some questions or some topics that you may want us to hit on. Um and and, and we'll definitely dive into it. And we may know, well, we'll we'll talk about even opening it up to where we have some guests on, you know, some, some some future episodes um to where you guys can either call in or, you know, actually join the show um for that episode. So, you know, once if you're listening and you're interested and you, you wanna, you know, help us out and be a part of the brand and you know, let us know, man. Like we're we're definitely open to 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 learning more for sure. But uh, big fat. Yeah. Big facts. So with that said, man, we're going to end it here. Um, may have two parts to this episode. Hopefully you guys get a chance to listen to both. Uh, great t- content on both. But thank you guys for listening. And We out.
0: Peace.